This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool. Well, there's never been a problem with VAR, has there? Jurgen Klopp's 150th Premier League game in charge, seeing the Reds notch up their 15th consecutive league win, making it 6 from 6 this season at Stamford Bridge. I'm Guy Clark and welcome to the post-game podcast as we bring you all the reaction you need from Liverpool's 2-1 win over Chelsea. Well, that win Klopp's 92nd from his 150 in charge in the Premier League. Not bad going. Well, coming up, we'll be crossing to the bridge to hear Paul Gorst's take on how the action unfolded. You'll hear Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference and we'll also bring you Liverpool fan reaction as well. Time to get off to the big smoke then and to Paul Gorst. Liverpool's five-point Premier League lead is once again in their favour after they beat Chelsea 2-1 here at Stamford Bridge a little short while ago. Um, it was a, Liverpool played well uh, for, for the most part but it was a, a really tense final 20 minutes or so. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold opened the score and a little bit further behind me there with a wonderfully worked free kick. Uh, Mohamed Salah rolled it into his path on the edge of the box and he, he bent one right into the top corner. A uh, fantastic strike. Um, and Liverpool were good value for it. I thought the, the uh, first half in particular he played very well. Um, and then double air lead actually with uh, another another free kick routine, uh, similar thing. Robertson, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold rolled it into Robertson who crossed it in for Roberto Firmino to not home. Uh, and double Liverpool's advantage. Um, but before that, there was a little bit of con- controversy, a little bit further up down here. Um, Mason Mount was a, was adjusted to be offside before Caesar Azpilicueta. Uh, pull what uh, what everyone thought was the the equaliser, but uh, it wasn't to be. It was correctly ruled out for uh, for offside. They are done its job for Liverpool there. It didn't do its job on uh, on Tuesday night in Naples, but Liverpool got uh, got some measure of justice with that one, um, and would look good value for it for around about 65, 70 minutes, and then Angolo Kante um, produced something special out of thin air. He just weaved his way past Fabinho, got to the edge of the box, and toe poked it into the top corner, and then. Um, all, all hell broke loose basically, Liverpool were um, quite chaotic, they didn't really have much control of the game and Chelsea were, were, were finishing stronger and Liverpool were, were holding on but the, uh, the defence held firm, Virgil van Dijk and Joel Matip in particular were excellent. Um, Jürgen Klopp brought off Sadio Mane who's, uh, who suffered a dead leg we're told, um, put his participation on Wednesday night in doubt against MK Dons, James Milner come on for him but um, Liverpool couldn't really get a measure of control or composure in the final 15 or 20 minutes um, and have eventually uh, got through it um, and managed to uh, to get the 2-1 win that takes them uh, back to the top with the 5 point lead after Manchester City's 8-0 win against Watford yesterday. Uh, but Liverpool are on top, 6 wins from 6, 15 now consecutively in the Premier League and it looks like they're going to take some stopping. The Liverpool Echoes Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst with his verdict from Stamford Bridge. Well, your thoughts to come with our regular contributors sharing their reaction. But before that, we're off to hear what Jurgen Klopp had to say to the media. Jurgen, thoughts on the team performance today? Very good in moments, in big moments, um, a lot of moments, I would say, in periods. Um, <clears throat> Chelsea had their moments, of course, because they are just good. Um, two wonderful goals. A lot of brilliant pressing situations where we won the ball in a perfect space, but then we didn't use the the ball uh, that situation well enough. So we could have had much more chances in these situations. Um, after half time, two big chances <laughs> could have been three and four, and but we didn't score. And though that was clear, the game was still open. And when um, when 
Kante scored his wonderful goal, then it was clear game on and um, let's go for it and uh, Chelsea did it, we had to defend it and um, that's a job to do. So it's a difficult place to go, to come, obviously it's a while ago that we won here, it's a while ago that anybody won here I think and um, so it's, it, it feels big to be honest, it's a, it's a big one today. Does it say much about your, your team's character? I think I shouldn't be surprised anymore about the character of my team. To be honest, it's so. But look, we we don't um, tell us every day. Oh my God, your character is brilliant. Your character is outstanding. Or what's your character? You have the best character of all the characters. So it's not like this. So we 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 expect of us. We expect it from us that we that we fight for everything. So we have a, we have a big job to do in, in a really difficult league. <laughs> Everybody um, thinks we should be um, first or second. I don't know. So, and we have just to we have to play the football for it. We, are, we don't think about these things. We just have to play and to to win football games, and that's what we did. Yes, and without character, life is difficult. Um, but football is impossible. So, and um, I'm, I'm I'm not I was not in doubt about that. And the boys did really well. They fought really hard, and um, I'm yeah, all good. I don't think there's any other way to win here. To be honest, um, and. Um, was, like I said, it's a big, it's a big one, really. What was your reaction when you saw that Man City had won eight nil yesterday? I wonder. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, I wanted to see the goals actually. That's what I and I saw a two minute fifty summary after we came left the, the training pitch. So I saw eight goals and five, three times crossbar and, and two big marches. So I, I have to watch it fully to, to understand what happened because I don't think that's it's really understandable. That city is really good, I know, but um, I think for for Watford it uh, uh, was a tough, a tough day. Yeah. Um, but if it can happen against any team in the world, then I would say <laughs> City. We had a similar situation two years ago, I think, when we lost there. Five nil, three nil. When Sadio got the early red card. Five nil. Yeah. Five nil. So look. If you have played with ten men, there's the worst place in the world is Manchester, um, and um, so it can happen. But uh, no, I didn't. I slept pretty well. Does it, does it show you the job you've got on though, as the defending champions that you've got to? Show oh, we knew that. We knew that before the game. Uh, we, um, I said it before. I, I, I really think they are the best team in the world. What can I say? I don't want to put pressure on Pep. How, how could I? They, they are brilliant in moments. We are not bad as well. So that's how it is, but um, this kind of football, not a lot of teams play in that kind of day play, but it's not important. We play our football, we try to, to win football games, and if we, uh, if we, the other team is better, then we try to be at least uncomfortable for them to play against, and, and at the end you need to get the points, that's what we try. There's no competition really in, I don't know, technical things or whatever, it's just it's about points. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I still don't see it that at the end it's only two teams. Um, I still don't see that, but um, in a moment we don't have to think about it. It's match day six. We talk about the championship with 32 games to go. <laughs> That's um, a bit, bit early, I would say. Given how tight the league was last season, how important is it to win at the home of supposed big six team? As important as always. Well, we have no idea how, this, how the season will be, how, where we will win and where we will maybe lose, hopefully not, but uh, we don't know that. So we have to be ready every, every, every day 
uh, every match day, and that's what the boys were. So that's it. We didn't play a bad game during the week, so we tried to to work with that in the right way. We were fine with the game, not with the result, but I really thought it's the next step for us. This kind of how we played at Napoli in in a away Champions League game against a quality side like Napoli. But anyway, today was a different game against a really exciting team and. Um, Bolo Kante, I'm not sure if he played any league game, but against us he's always playing, so he's always fit for Liverpool. Hopefully he can stay fit now because he's a really good player. Um, Mason Mount was a surprise, obviously, with the situation when you saw it, uh, how he twisted his ankle and then being today on the pitch, was really surprised. Um, but at the end we reacted well, adapted well to different situations and I think we won this game. Um, we were deserved winner today. Sam and Martin, then we'll finish. Yeah, it's just about Sadio Mane's knock. It's a, a, a knock on the bone, around the knee, and and, and the dead leg. Uh, it's an awful combination. So, um, yeah, he tried everything, but in, I think so. It was one counter situation when he really when he tried. I would say on a, on a non dead leg day he will get that ball but uh, no chance and then we said okay come on now we have to do it um, and then we change that's it final question Mark yeah, the, the free kicks with the back heel and stuff like that was that from the training ground or was that inspiration in, in the moment <laughs> it's of course from the training ground but especially that the robber one is from the training ground the, the trend one I, I really think the boys have to, they, they have the best view on the pitch. They have to. That's their job to see um, the best opportunity to score. But you can. It was a direct free kick, obviously. So he could have. He could have scored with um, with that. But this little this little um, move, yeah, changed the, the the whole angle, changed the view, and made it. I would say pretty impossible for Kepa to make a save. So it was a brilliant goal. Yes, but. <coughs> I said it before, and I have to. It's no problem to say it. You know, Pete Kravitz and our analysts they do a really brilliant job around set pieces, but especially corner kicks and stuff like that. And free kick, direct free kicks is the boys, it's the boys' job. We cannot show them how, really, how to 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 shoot that ball. You have to do it very often, and then you will be good in it. Um, but I love the corners this, in the second half as well, um, where we probably should have scored twice. That would have been great. But it was not a set piece game. We were really in the game. We played a lot of good stuff, and at the end. You have to score, that's what we did. All good. Jurgen Klopp there speaking to the media following the 2-1 away win over Chelsea. Well, we've still plenty more lined up for you here on the post-game podcast, including our fan reaction, and we start with Nathan Davidson. So, in terms of the result, couldn't ask for much more. A place where, in previous seasons, we've struggled to come away with the three points, but today we got the result. But saying that, performance left a lot to be... A lot lacking today for me. I feel all over the pitch, really, we weren't great. Let's start with the the first goal. That was well worked, and today we've won the game because of our set pieces, which is great to have in the armory. You can't play perfect every day, and our set pieces have got us through today. So it was a little back heel from Salah to take the free kick, and that gave that extra second and that extra little bit of space for Trent Alexander-Arnold who's finished it absolutely brilliantly and he's bent it with with lots and lots of pace on the ball into the top right-hand corner. Brilliant goal and it's a perfect start when you've got a tough away game. You want to get get an early goal, get in the, get in the lead and maybe gives you the chance to play the game a little bit more on your terms. After that, Chelsea score but it's disallowed, disallowed through VAR. 
which I think we got away with because, yeah, correctly, it was offside, but the defending after that for me was sloppy. We had ample chance to clear it and everyone was just sort of trying to stick a leg at it, try and get something on it, and then nothing really happened and it went in the back of the net. And if that decision hadn't gone our way, that could have easily been 1-1. But after that, we do the perfect thing of within a couple of minutes, we have scored at the other end and it's Bobby Firmino, absolute delight for him, big Bobby fan. He did really well, but I think it was sloppy defending from Chelsea. So it was another set piece, and once again, it was the uh, a short little back heel. This time it was Trent that did a back heel, and it meant that Robertson had that little extra second and got great bend on the cross. But what Firmino did was, as he does so often, maybe 15 yards further down the pitch, he dropped where he usually drops and, he, and it pulls those defenders out. What he did was he dropped and that allowed to allowed him to get a, a run towards the ball and he did that. But the Chelsea defenders left a massive gap in the middle. I wouldn't have been happy if that was my team's defending. And yeah, that was space that Bobby utilised and headed home brilliantly. So at that point you're thinking 2-0, you think, no, this is going well. We haven't been brilliant, but the, uh, the rub of the green's going our way today. So we can be happy with that. Then we start the second half and we're really positive and you're thinking, oof, this is gonna be gonna be us getting a third here soon. But then it just seemed to stagnate and slowly, bit by bit, it just seemed to get wor- worse and worse our for our performance. I like to see in the challenges, I like to see a bit of forcefulness, a bit of combat bit combative, like out like again then I'm having this ball, you're not having that, this ball's mine, like taking them 50-50s, making them yards. There was none of that today. You could see we were running forward for the press, but once we got within touching distance of them, we were just standing there. There was no getting a foot in, trying to nick the ball out. And for me, that was a little bit disappointing because that's where we're so good usually on our turnovers, nicking that ball and getting away. So not to not see that today was a little bit disappointing. It's. I felt like we needed a Shakiri maybe on there in that second half. You need someone. I know Shakiri won't give you the defensive solidity, but I feel like you need someone who, when for Henderson or Wijnaldum in the middle, the creative's not coming through there, and then if it's not coming from the wide players, you need someone in the middle who can just play them little passes and get it through and cause problems and give the opposition another thing to think about. And yeah, I feel like we just maybe need a little bit more creative spark in that second half. The other thing we've got to mention is, for me today, the best player was Matip. Um, he w- he wasn't fantastic, but what in the air he was dominant. Everything that came near him, it was his. But yeah, like I re- I'm a massive, massive fan of Joe Gomez. But at the minute, I just I couldn't bring to drop Joe Matip. He's playing so well at the minute. He's playing so well, Joe Matip, and he deserves his place in that team. When we look at the bigger picture, though. Six Premier League games played and it's six wins for Liverpool. You can't ask for any more than that. Yesterday the performance wasn't right, but the result was, and that is what you've got to do. Every championship team that wins the Premier League has bad days, but what you tend to find is that on them bad days they still grind out the result, and that is what we've done today. Two set pieces have given us the win. Up the Reds, let's keep going.
Nathan Davidson, our first fan to react to Liverpool ending the weekend just how they started it. Five points clear at the top of the Premier League. We've more to bring you shortly, including Alex Watt, who's probably in a rather quiet household tonight. Overall, it made for an entertaining afternoon in my household, uh, for me anyway, in the end. Um, My wife's obviously a Chelsea fan and... After the first half, she was fuming. Find out what Alex made of the game after this. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Plenty of fan reaction to come then, so let's dive straight in and kicking us off talking Adrian, the forward three and the winning streak is Mark Baker. Liverpool managed to get away with a 2-1 win. And I say get away because the second half, the last half an hour, after initially starting the second half very well and on the front foot and actually looking like closing out the game. Really struggled for the last half an hour of the football match. Continually gave the ball back to Chelsea. um, Created pressure. And Chelsea were able to switch the play at will, really. Um, Marcus Alonso in particular from the left-hand side. There was an overload on that right-hand side that Liverpool's defence allowing... Alexander-Arnold, the real problem with Salah not going back with the runner. And it did, and, and the goal was too easy. The goal that Kante scored, travelling from the centre of the park, no one really laying a glove on him, and then him able to finish. All this came after a really positive first-half performance for Liverpool, in which I felt they were, they were excellent, really. Albeit, there was one opportunity in which Tammy Abraham went in behind the back line, no pressure on the ball, able to, to marry up the ball with a run. And Adrian produced an excellent save. And I just thought I'd, I'd start with Adrian, really. I think he's been excellent since coming in as goalkeeper to Liverpool. Obviously, we know the scenario around him coming into the side, in which, obviously, he was without a club, hadn't trained, and he, he was put into the thick end of things, really. His save against Napoli in the Champions League was actually one of the best saves I've ever seen. It was that good hung in the air, committed himself and the ability to then generate the power from his wrist uh, to be able to to take the ball over the crossbar. But I think after an initial period of settling in, I think his distribution's been good. And I think on a few occasions now in games, he's made crucial saves in which his engagement distance to the oncoming attacker has meant that he's he's judged distance really well. And that was, again, the case with the Abraham opportunity in which he went through and I thought I'd touch on Adrian really because in a situation where it's been difficult to come in, adapt to a new team, I think he's done really well and actually the we all know that Alisson overperforms in terms of saving shots from, from the numbers that he should and it was always a concern that if good chances were created in Liverpool's penalty area or around Liverpool's penalty box, that that percentage may fall with Adrian in goal. But actually, he's been more than up to the task. Some excellent work from Liverpool in the first half. I thought their engagement distances to the ball and to be able to press, win back possession and camp with Chelsea in the half was really good. I thought Jordan Henderson and Fabinho in particular. I felt in the second half, it was a real case of Liverpool's front three. Sloppiness in possession. I didn't believe the midfield actually gave the ball away too cheaply, if I'm honest. I felt it was more a problem of when it got into the attacking third. Salah, Firmino in particular, both of them two players, and obviously Manny. Again, there was a real lack of conviction from the front players in, first of all, securing possession, but also trying to finish off the game. Because for me, Chelsea's actually, Chelsea played an open game. I didn't think they 
distances in relation to compactness of the shape of the team was great. And I felt it allowed Liverpool to play through on numerous occasions. And I felt the game was there for the taking early on in the second half. And I think, listen, it's few and far between that we see this from the front three in that all three surrender possession and don't give Liverpool the platform to, first of all, A, secure the results, and second of all, B, then go on and, and finish the game. And obviously they aren't helped then by the the, the other units of the team allowing Kansi the opportunity to to bring half the, the, the deficit for the home side. So, But it has to be better from them from free. Again, you could point to the fact of when you real, need real cuteness in a, in a player who, because I felt Liverpool got plenty of good possession in which they could have finished the game in that middle to final third and you're looking for that one player who can play a key pass from a deeper area obviously Firmino does with his back to goal and brings people in but he was very poor today so again you could point to not having that player who who can slice the defence and, and see off the game but the front three need to do a lot better especially in isolated 1v1 situations Salah at times is very sloppy um, in areas where he's normally so good making runs from out to uh, into out one-on-one with the last man and also Firmino in his hold-up play, Manny, similar. So very much things to work on. I thought Joe Matip was absolutely outstanding in the game and has been for the best part of six months now. Outstanding performance, dominance in the air, good in possession um, and good position as well. Fabino again, I felt was a standout player for Liverpool. But in general, Liverpool have won not playing well in the second half and the platform they give themselves because of the quality within the team and the quality of the first half performance meant they can go on and, and obviously have now won is it 15 straight games in a row so again you're nitpicking but against the better sides away from home it does have to be better in terms of retention of the ball and game management for Liverpool and being clinical in the opposition box to finish off what they started in the first half Hi, it's Matt Whitty reflecting on Liverpool's 15th Premier League win in a row that restored our five-point lead at the top of the Premier League table, having faced two of the top six so far this season. Uh, We got off to uh, a good start in the first half. I thought we played really well um, and we opened the scoring with a training round routine free kick after Salah had a lovely little back flick to Trent who smashed it into the top right-hand corner. And to be honest, um, when I was watching it, I was thinking we have a bit of a gap really in terms of quality from direct free kicks. I know that Trent uh, scored that lovely goal against Watford last season and Hoffenheim the season before and Shakiri can take a good free kick, but we don't really have the same menace that we had with Coutinho around where the team are really worried about the direct free kick. So I was uh, yeah, I was really pleased that we... Uh, that we managed to put one of those away. We benefited from a, uh, a fairly close offside call for the what would have been the Chelsea equaliser, only for VAR to rule it out. It wasn't one of those, I didn't think, that was that close that you think you can't tell using the technology, but it certainly was one of those that without the technology you couldn't really have complained if it had been given because there's no way you could give that in real time. But I think that compared to some of the other decisions we've seen this weekend on offsides when you've got a 2D line going across the pitch of a 3D picture based on a specific frame and a specific millimetre line drawn which seems completely ludicrous it didn't it didn't seem like one of those to be honest um, and yeah a bit of a let off and I think I think when you get that it, it, it it's quite a strange thing because it does give the team that's just been attacking and just deflates them a bit and then the defending team gets that, that bit of a boost um, but I'd say one thing that did 
annoy me a bit watching it on TV really was that the uh, there was quite a lot of commentary about um, how Liverpool were getting caught offside or playing it uh, playing it close or playing a tight game when that is exactly the reason that we're playing this current high line because the rewards that we get from attacking outweigh the uh, the, the risks that we're taking in defence so when we catch people offside playing an offside trap that is exactly what we are trying to do and I don't feel that it's coming across really in some of the in some of the reports um, and then obviously it was great two minutes later to have uh, to have our own free kick and uh, Bobby to to head in basically unmarked much to the uh, delight of the travelling cop I thought Adrian was excellent today um, lovely one-on-one save against uh, the informed Tammy Abraham after a defence splitting pass from uh, Aspilicueta um, but I thought he did really well 1v1. He was good in the air. He didn't take any chances today with his kicking, which was good to see given that Chelsea were were trying to press us a bit. Um, I thought there was a, another chance as well when Abraham had a sort of a, a chance to run alongside Van Dijk with a through ball, but he just kind of seemed to see that he was up against Van Dijk. The ball was a tiny bit overhit and he just sort of gave up really. Uh, after half time, I thought we started the second half really well for the first five or ten minutes. I thought uh, we really looked like we were going to get the... Uh, the third clincher, but uh, didn't quite, didn't quite, uh, didn't quite come. I thought Kepa made uh, Kepa had a really good second half with a, a brilliant save from uh, Firmino, um, where he just sort of flicked it out, um, flicked it over the bar, and wide with his with his left hand after Bobby was was basically unmarked. And I thought that Matip was uh, was fantastic in that second half as well, and fully deserved of his man of the match award. Um, then I lost count of the number of clearances that he made. I mean, sometimes two or three in a, in, a, in, a, in a row. And uh, as well as Jay, it wasn't just the, the headed clearances because we, we know he's good in the air, but it was also making challenges and um, coming a bit further forward and, and, and stepping in and winning the ball. I thought he was brilliant. Um, I also really liked the uh, Henderson time wasting bit when we were clearly we clearly were wasting time and Henderson was gesturing to his team to to hurry up. And it was quite funny to see. And, and it was also quite nice to see really from our point of view that actually we are getting a lot more streetwise. And I think the game management wasn't wasn't. Was it that the plan was right today, but the execution wasn't great because our, our passing was pretty poor for the last half an hour, and Chelsea got the ball back a lot. Um, I thought we had a bit of a let off with Batshuayi. I thought he had a great headed chance, basically unmarked from about eight yards out and headed wide. And I thought the uh, the mount chance uh, in the uh, in the final few minutes was a bit of a half chance, but uh, would have been would have been a worldie if he'd scored it. Uh, but it wasn't to be. Um, obviously Chelsea got the goal back through uh, Kante who's always brilliant against us and is just a phenomenal player but uh, yeah really happy overall and uh, yeah top of the league five points clear Matt Whitty and Mark Baker there giving us their thoughts here on post game we're looking into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group tonight and unsurprisingly it's a very happy camp there's joy and cheer all around plus some fun at Manchester United's expense and why not hey David Pearson, though, says this result would have done Liverpool no harm. It'll be tough at times, and they made it through. This team will be better for this experience. That's an extra two points in comparison to last year. The win record keeps getting broken. Let's keep it up. Some strong and well-made points there from David. Just like Nick, who says 15 in a row, baby. This team has no boundaries. We are the elite. Rest the lads in the cup this week. Some of them look like they need it. And Keith Holden says nervy second half for the Reds. Bobby's chance just after half-time could have killed them off, but for a decent save by Kepper. Fabinho's been immense, but he let Kante run through. 
bit sloppy from us in the second half, but good to see that we can win ugly. We made them look better than what they are, but still a decent three points. Roll on Wednesday. Let's see what Shaq and the kids can do at the Dons. Well, post-game will, of course, be back on Wednesday night following the Reds' start to their Carabao Cup journey for this season away at MK Dons. Do join us then if you can. Blood Red will be here tomorrow, though, to have the final say on the weekend's action in the meantime. And before we go, our final contributors to hear from, including Alex. But before that is Simon. Make no mistake, City, Man City ramped up the pressure on Liverpool by beating Watford 8-0 in devastating manner yesterday. And so to follow that with a win, any win, away at Chelsea 24 hours later, for me, is quite impressive. Really tough place to go, Chelsea. You know, it's maybe not the Chelsea who are, who were at their peak a few years ago when they were winning championships under Mourinho. But still, to go to Stamford Bridge, they've got some good players, some good players on form, especially at the top, you know, up front with Tammy Abraham. Got N'Golo Kante, who is possibly my favourite Premier League player outside of outside of Liverpool. And to go there and after City heaped the pressure on us and beat them 2-1 is 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 a great victory, a great result. Jürgen Klopp has got this team believing in itself. We've got quality in every department. We've got now a solid midfield. Fabinho is magnificent. Henderson has become the captain we all hoped he would be. And up front, confidence. If one ain't going to do it, someone else will. And if they aren't, then maybe one of the defenders will chip in, like Trent today. Confidence and ability all over the pitch. Five points clear. Five points clear. Haven't been beaten, is it now, 15 or 16 games in the Premier League? I really am starting to believe this could be our year. We know how to win now. We know how to cross that line. And it's early days, but we're doing it. Another away game next week at Sheffield United. One, theoretically, I think we should win. Let's let's crack on, get another result, and let's keep this momentum going. Well done, Liverpool, today. Great result at, at a tough place. Come on, you Reds. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. I'm absolutely flying. I'm flying and buzzing, buzzing and flying like Buzz Aldrin just before he landed on the moon. This is uncharted territory 15 wins in a row 10 points clear of spurs united and chelsea already wow of course our main rivals are manchester city who swatted the hornets aside 8-0 but it counts for absolute diddly squat this was a fine win for liverpool by fine margins and as long as we keep doing that it doesn't matter if city scored nine 10, 71 or 7,000 goals, Liverpool will remain five points clear. There's an interesting pattern I've I've noticed to our recent history when playing against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge before Jurgen Klopp took over in 2015. We had only won once in our five previous visits there, but Jurgen has managed to mastermind three wins of his five games in West London, drawing one and losing only one. What a guy, what a manager, what a 
team, even though I thought Chelsea deserved a point today, however. They managed to outnumber us in key areas, especially on our right side. Trent and Hendo struggling in possession for us. They posted passing completion stats of just 56% for Trent and 62% for Hendo over the course of the match. And for long periods, we found it very, very hard out there, uh, especially in the second half. Thankfully, Joel Matip and Virgil were fabulous throughout. Speaking of fab, Fabinho was incredible again, especially in the first half where his passing success was 100% from 23 passes. And despite us having only six shots to Chelsea's 13, we scored two marvellous goals from set pieces. And we came away with a win because that's what we do. 15 wins in a row. To spell that out, that's win, 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 I think. Gosh, it's a lot of them. Win, 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 win. Win, win, win. I think I missed three wins out of there. I don't know. I'm losing count. I'm losing my mind with jubilation. Jubilation and happiness. Let's sing it from the rooftops. You could choose your song. Liverpool, Liverpool, top of the league. Bring on the champions, the champions of Europe. The Bobby Firmino song. They're all glorious. These are lovely times. This is Owen from Cop on Podcast saying, well done. Beautiful. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast. And big win today, big performance, nail bite and one, but we got it over the line. And yeah, overall, it made for an entertaining afternoon in my household, uh, for me anyway, in the end. Um, my wife's obviously a Chelsea fan. And after the first half, she was fuming. But then, second half, it sort of reversed because they were probably the better team in the second half and I think Chelsea will be disappointed they didn't get anything out of the game today but yeah big game big win for us um fortunately Liverpool's poor record away from home against the top six didn't continue today um we knew this was going to be a big game it never really goes with form even though Chelsea have been a bit up and down we saw it in the Super Cup they had a great game um and yeah, we expected more of the same and that's what we got, especially with Kante being back in there. But yeah, we we started so well. Obviously, that great free kick routine from Salah and Trent was amazing. But then the luck seemed to be going with us today. You know, we had that moment where Azpilicueta had the ball in the net, but it was obviously ruled out for offside. Um, I'm a big fan of VAR, actually, and its implementation in the Premier League. I've always said that. <laughs> yeah, but that was potentially um, a pivotal moment, that goal being ruled out. And then for Firmino to go down the other end and make it 2-0 so soon after was timely, shall we say. Um, but yeah, overall, you could probably argue this was the weakest Liverpool performance of the season so far. You know, Chelsea definitely raised their game in the second half and made it tough for us. But we ground it out and got the three points. And it's really the first time we've had to do that this season. And in a way, it was good to see that, even though it was obviously nerve-wracking. We were definitely sloppier in the second half and it allowed Chelsea to come back into the game when maybe it should have been a lot more comfortable at 2-0. you know, the last 10 minutes or so were not the comfortable viewing experience we've come to expect under Jurgen Klopp this season. And yeah, as I said, N'Golo Kante made such a difference for them. He was 
annoyingly brilliant in winning the ball back for them and snuffing out counter-attacks. You know, he did that late on when Mo Salah looked like he was through on goal. Um, we all know how great he is and we knew it wasn't going to be easy when his name was on the team sheet today. But as I say, Liverpool dug in, got the three points when the momentum seemed to be against them at the end of the at the end of the game. And it made the win feel even more massive. I thought Henderson and Fabinho were both phenomenal again today. But, you know, it was a good call to get Milner on when Klopp did to really pack the midfield and stop Chelsea, you know, limit their space after they got that goal back. Um, I think it says everything that the players look absolutely shattered afterwards. They really put a shift in today to make sure they got all three points. And... Yeah, it just ended up feeling like a massive, massive win. You know, six in a row this season, 15 league rows in a row since last season, and we're still five points clear at the top, which was even more important given the context of, you know, our away form against the top six. You know, it was important to bounce back from the Napoli loss in the week, and then we had to keep the momentum going um, with Man City getting that mad 8-0 win yesterday as well to keep the pressure on us. So... Yeah, now we've got the League Cup midweek. We'll expect a heavily rotated team for that. And then away at Sheffield United at the weekend, who've looked really good this season. And we saw with Norwich against Man City how these promoted teams who are playing exciting, expansive, passing football can really upset the top teams. So we've got to take the lessons from today, you know, and the fact that we dug in to win and just make sure we improve going forward and keep the momentum going and make it 16 in a row next weekend. Cheers, up the Reds. Great stuff from Alex to round us off tonight here on the Post Game Podcast. Brilliant way to end the weekend. The Reds five clear at the top of the Premier League. I'm Guy Clark. This has been Post Game. And until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.